second. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Good morning, good morning. How y'all doing? How y'all doing in the cafe? Are you ready for some hot and steamy conversation this morning? What you drinking on? What you sipping on? Carmel Macchiato? That's my favorite beverage right there. That's how I get my day started. Hot and steamy. My mother and I had a fantastic relationship. This, this is Stephen, and I just wanted to share. You should always be in a place where you're celebrated. Life is too short to stay somewhere and tolerate If you cannot help a person, don't hurt them, especially the women. Boys just hold essences to bring out the best in other people. Something that touches other people, and that's what your show does. It doesn't, it's not just conversation as you started. It actually has a purpose. Conversation to the Brew Nation. It's always a joyous occasion in the cafe. Drink on it, think on it, let's talk now. If soy means I am, therefore you are bold, beautiful, intelligent, confident, amazing, and leaving your insecurities and inabilities to be tested, then erected while you have real talk with soy. It's always a great day in the cafe where you can unapologetically be you. Stop doing and start doing. It's a new day. It's a new day. Welcome to the cafe, y'all. Y'all ready for some great conversation this morning? I have something hot and percolating for you. But before we get into our topic today, um, I have a couple of announcements to make. First, let me confess that someone said to me, uh, where, where did you get that? <laughs> I wrote it. I wrote that. I wrote that piece. I'm proud of that piece. I wrote that. Um, I write most times. Um, I'm a report writer. So some they don't know. I do uh, employment investigations. I've been in employment law most of my career, uh, in which I am interviewing people about employment-related matters. And so, with that being said, um, I write reports. And so, some I tend to write for fun from time to time when I have time. So I did write that piece. So so thank you for, for that for that comment. You know, I, I thought about my mom this morning, may she rest in peace. Um, because she um she is or was the kind of woman who's always high spirited with a lot of energy. And um as a matter of fact the premise of the show came from my conversations with my mom. We would have these ah conversations, these ah, I mean, just dawning conversations about things, um, uh, what's relevant in life in the morning with coffee. And so it, it's a great way to honor her. It's a great way to remember her. And um, thank God that the show started prior to her transition, and so she was able to be a part of it and inspire me, and she's been on the show. As a matter of fact, um, the intro to the show has her voice on it, and so it's a great way to continue to connect with my mom as she continues to um, encourage me to be a voice 
uh, to people and to let this show be a platform for people to come and tell their story. Without judgment, it is. So there we have it, the premise of the show. So good morning, you all. And for those who are approaching a challenging holiday season, I'm going to tell you to hang in there. I'm going to tell you to keep prayer alive in you, keep positive people around you. I'm going to encourage you to visit the website, coffeetalkwithsoy.com, and there is a link there that has um, past shows, the show library, and uh, we cover a lot of topics, especially around this time, that address issues of uh, depression, um, guilt, um, challenges and struggles and things of that nature. So visit the shows around that time, find something suitable to you, just listen to it and, um, and begin to um, be reminded of what's great about you and what's great about your life so that you can get back to a happy, healthy place. And if that doesn't work, text me, inbox me, call me, and I'll see what I can do about helping you get uh, in touch with some people who get you in some great places, okay? You have my promise. You have my promise. You have my word. Shout out to our local businesses, Exquisite Events. Uh, they do um, all kinds of amazing parties. Um, Lily Cake, the Ball Photography, the House of Canada is a wonderful venue with the, the sweet owner, Joe Terry Tucker. I love her. I love her. I love her, y'all. So if you're in the Atlanta area and you are putting on a small um, uh, event, um, she is an amazing event host. Um, I love her venue and her place. And also shout out to my girl, Melanie Fields, with 20 West Realty. I also post these links on the Facebook page, so you should see them there if you want to connect with, with these women. Uh, okay. Now, so earlier I mentioned that the holidays are our challenging times, right? As you know, um, because truth be told, we're always going to be going through something. We are always going to be going through something because that is the rhythm of life. You have your ups, you have your downs, you have your ins, you have your outs. And so there's always going to be something happening, I believe. You let me know if you think differently. There'll always be something happening. And, and so you always kind of have to be reminded of exercises, um, processes, um, habits that help you to avoid falling in the ditch, right? So whatever that is. Now, today I have the awesome, awesome ability to talk to some women who have been through some changes, and they are in the cafe with me to tell their story. And um, one, of the, one of the things that has um, hit home to me um, about these women is that they've come together to do a project called The Resistance. And, and they have a book um, that is launching, and so there are some pre-release events that's leading up to the book. I'm going to share a surprise with you uh, midway through this uh, podcast about an event that's happening uh, tonight. But two of the women are in the cafe with me today, and they're going to be talking about their resistance, their challenge, their struggle, and how they got through it. So 
with that being said, let me introduce them and open up their mics so they can be heard uh, in the cafe. So let me welcome um, the first participant, Yolanda Wright. Good morning, Yolanda. How are you? Welcome to the cafe. Good morning. Good morning, Soy. Thank you for the invitation. Glad to be here. Awesome. Uh, we also have Kendra Dublin. So, Kendra, let me welcome Kendra to the cafe. Let's open up Kendra's mic. Good morning, Kendra. Welcome to the cafe. Are you there? How are you, hon? And good morning. I'm here, and I'm excited to be on your show. Thank you. Kendra's calling in from North Carolina, you all, where she is originally from. So, thank you both for being um, in the cafe with me today. So, so tell me, um, how did you come to be a part of this resistance um, project, Yolanda? Well, I'm a member of an organization called the Boss Women's Circle, and Becky Davis is over the organization. Uh, Kendra's also part of this as well. And Becky was launching a book project where she wanted to hear stories of women who had gone through different challenges in life and how they came through it. And like you, as you mentioned before, you know, you've done a bit of writing. And I have, too, professionally speaking, I've done writing legally as well. I've also done it personally, and I've been doing it for a number of years. And I would share it on a small scale. But I'd always been encouraged to actually write, do a book, put my story in writing. So this was an opportunity for me to jump into it. I've been avoiding it for a number of years, but I finally decided, okay, throw my hat in the ring, and I'm just going to take the plunge. And that's how I became a part of it. Kendra? Yeah, I would say the exact same thing as Yolanda. Um, And she also had a few different people. Um, You had to email her, like, what you've been through, what you've gone through. So I believe she selected people based off of the different resistance that they had um, to compile a great book that will come together and share different stories and different perspectives. Uh, but we all just kind of put our emails in there and said, hey, this is what we've dealt with. And she was able to kind of respond to us and, and see which stories would come together the way she wanted, wanted them to come together. Um, and then we just started getting together monthly and putting our stuff in there, and, and, and the rest is, is history, and the rest is here. <laughs> <laughs> well, put it up to you ladies for uh, just being brave enough to share uh, insecurity. You know, um, that is so personal. One one of the things um, I remember about reading uh, Kendra's um, background information that um, she mentioned that one of your resistances or your challenges was to battle alcoholism as early as the age of 20. In your 20s, you were struggling with alcoholism. Yeah, um, and that all came from me breaking my my promise to to God of being sexually active uh, before marriage. And when that happened, it was just like a few months later is once I realized, like, what happened and what I did and how far apart from God I felt, Um, although that was, you know, far from the truth. But that's just how I felt. And, and once that particular act happened and I, and I had that thought process to come to me, I couldn't, I couldn't shake it. And I couldn't go to God and just repent and just say, I got to move forward. It was, 
no, I'm going to go to drinking and continue to drink and continue to drink my, my sorrows away versus me doing what God would have wanted me to do, which is just coming to him and talking to him and me figuring out what life looks like now after I have done that. But, um, yeah, alcoholism was something I dealt with for almost uh, about seven years. Um, and so that's one of the resistance that kind of catapulted my story and, and who I am and what I talk about now. So was was the was the alcohol associated with partying and hanging out and just this um, behavior of unaccountability and irresponsibility that that play into that as well? Yes, yes, and because I'm somewhat of an all or nothing kind of person, it was like either I'm going to serve God or I'm not. <laughs> there was no trying to straddle the fence, and so once I started, you know, going out and hanging out and partying. Um, and that was on a regular basis, it was like that's what became of me. It, it wasn't the Kendra that everybody grew up with that was the goody two-shoe and didn't do anything wrong. It was like I'm going to kind of, I guess, subconsciously just veer into this lifestyle that's totally different from who I am um, but but that I can't stop from. And because um, my sin of having sex before marriage and continuing to do that, it was like it was a double fold. It wasn't just the alcoholism. It was alcoholism and sex. So they both kind of fueled um, the way my life was going for, you know, those years that I was in my alcoholism. But it, it was all together. It was like no accountability. I didn't want to face myself. I didn't want to examine myself. I didn't want to examine God, and I just wanted to um, get away from any thought process that that made me look at myself. I just wanted to have fun and be free. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there are people listening who can um, relate to that, and, and I appreciate you being transparent in, in this moment to share that um, with with the audience. So, Kendra, you feel that your your passion and your purpose is to help millennials not go through this process, correct? Yes, it's any type of prevention that I could help with. <laughs> um, and then also on the flip side, to help you figure out where your purpose lies through your struggles. Um, so it's kind of a, a twofold, like being able to help anybody in the prevention stage in that earlier, um, those early 20s to where, hey, just, just stay in practice, get to God, you know, do your Bible study, do your prayer, do your meditation. You know, if certain things happen, go to God right now. You know, don't wait like I did. And then on the flip side, you know, if there's different struggles that you've gone through, a lot of that is tied into your purpose. So how do we turn that testimony into a work? How do we turn um, the – how do we put that self-examination and that transition and that development into something that God is pleased with? Because I do believe that the things that we do go go through um, is all a part of the plan and the purpose and the niche that we can um, that we can help. So millennials are my niche, um, and millennials that are you know Christians or those that want to under- have a better understanding of who God is and where they're going in life and the actual steps it takes um, to get there through the speaking and through the coaching. Okay. So what what did um, what was it that finally brought you to the place of getting back on track? What what was that moment or that thing that happened that caused you to get back on track and back into your relationship with God? Um, possibly facing a marriage and um, facing that type of a life change, and it was a guy that I was dating at the time, and you know we were falling in love with each other. 
Um, but I was starting to realize it's like, am I really going to get married and still be an alcoholic? <laughs> like, that's that's not that's not healthy. I'm not healthy by myself, but it's definitely not healthy to bring somebody else into like my issues and the things I have going on. And that's just not what I saw when I was younger. Like my parents, you know, my dad is a pastor, and um, my mom was always working, you know, in church as well. And so it was always a healthy relationship. So it's like I needed to. I wanted to to start getting back to what I knew in Christ. Um, so once I was dating this guy and we were, again, starting to think we would possibly be married, that's when I said, all right, enough is enough, and i got to start to transition my life and get back to God. And I was hoping that he would do the same thing. Um, later on, he did um, become um, a Christian, and we broke up and all of that. But I, I truly believe that I had to be in that relationship um, to get back to God, like yeah, like this man had to be in my past, in my radar, <laughs> for me to get back to God to be like, all right, I got to do things differently for my future. You heard sponsorships are requested. Coffee Talk with Soy is looking for dynamic entrepreneurs like yourself. If you're motivated, energetic with a message or product, consider advertising with us. It's a win-win. For more information on those advertising and sponsorship packages, visit the website Coffee Talk with Soy or call me at 515-I-GOT-SOY. And again, that's 515-I-GOT-SOY. Not don't you know point fingers at that, but 
it can cause you to create unrealistic expectations of yourself as well as form unfound beliefs about who God is, who his character is. So combining the religion and my own tendency to create high standards, unreachable high standards, when I could not reach it, obviously, because it was unreachable, it caused my, my coping mechanism was to go into isolation. There were a lot of things happening in my life that weren't supposed to happen the way they were happening. And rather than put that out for others to know, I pulled back. Um, there were things involved with my marriage, with parenting. We adopted our son when he was uh, six years old, and he had uh, a history of being in 10 homes prior to coming to live with us. In my mind, there were things that we should have done in his life, things that should have been accomplished, being completely unrealistic about the process of adoption, the process of how children develop. I still expected a 130-degree uh, turnaround in the period in which he was in our household, unrealistic. Not having that be met, that was one of the ways that I coped with it, isolation, pulling back. And, and when did your resistance of not feeling good enough show up? And, and how did that show up in, in your life? It showed up in how I related to other individuals. It showed up in how I related to family members. In particular, I have, um, I have relatives. I had a, a sister. She had several kids, great kids, raised them all well. And they were living from what I can tell, that standard of this is, you know, great kids, great making perfect scores in school, obedient, the whole nine yards. Everything was going well with them. So in that comparison in my mind towards what they were achieving versus what we were achieving, I thought, okay, this is not happening the way it should be happening. As I observed the marriages of couples around me, not just family members, but people that I, I cross paths with, people in our community. Our family dynamics were not that same way. The way I related to my husband, the way he related to me as well as our, our son was not the same way. During the process of adopting, there were things that I discovered. And I guess anyone, when you become a parent, you begin to see things about yourself that you did not see once you begin to raise a, a young human being. Things come out. And you see that about your spouse as well. Things came out of me as well as things came out of him. It was during that period that I began to suspect that there were things very unique about my husband that I hadn't really caught on to before. I suspected at that period in time that my husband was what's considered undiagnosed Asperger syndrome. That's something that's on the autism spectrum. And it makes a person not process social relationships on a human, human-to-human platform. It's more like a project. So if you are raising a child, you have to emote, you have to relate, you have to understand where the child is coming from. In my husband's case, because of where he was on the spectrum, it was very difficult for him to relate to my son as he went through his phases. And my son's phases were unique in the sense that he was an, uh, an old adopted child. So you already have the child issues, and you compound it with an adopted child issue of a child who's been in 10 different homes. Okay, so it's compounded multiple times over. 
and then we had the dynamics of father-son. So seeing those dynamics play out between the two of them, knowing, okay, the people that I know, they aren't going through this, and I can't tell people this is happening, and I can't express them, what do we do? So it kind of caused things to just snowball because, you know, children will leave the house one day, and they take their experience out into their schools, into their communities, whatever. So we had behavior issues that grew out with my son that were directly related to that as well. That's one now, of the ways it manifests now, one, itself. One of the things that, 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 that you said that I found to be profound is that um, in your mind, um, in your mind, in your mind, in your mind. And uh, for those who are watching on Facebook, just, just share this if you can relate to this. Share this if you can relate to this. Um, in your mind, in your mind. In our mind, we have this preconceived notion about how things should be, how we should act. Um, and, and a lot of times it's based on what we see. So our experiences become our guide, whatever that is, good, bad, or indifferent. And sometimes we, we try to line ourselves up with what we think is correct, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if we see um, a family that appears to be the perfect family, the noble family, the loving family, you know, and then we look at ourselves and, and, and measure up as to where we should be according to that. Is that what your experience was, Yolanda? Yes, it was. It definitely was that. I think that I started off with a unrealistic expectation of what things are supposed to be. So in my mind, I had formulated my husband, my child, our household, our home, how we would spend holidays, how we would spend birthdays, what we do with the other family members. I created that experience in my mind, and it was based on some of the unbalanced experiences or perspectives that I had been given in an environment that was very rigid, a very rigid upbringing. And so in my mind, I created experiences based on that rigid upbringing. How did you begin to transition um, out of that, um, with that being a resistance? How did you begin to address that, overcome that challenge? I got a wake-up call when my mother was diagnosed with cancer a number of years ago. Up to that point, I'd spent a lot of time kind of hiding, pulling down the sheds, pulling back. Let people say what they want to say. I don't care. I just need to cope. Because when you're going through a lot of things, you're just trying to get through the next 24 hours. And what people say and do doesn't really matter. You're just trying to make your world work. So I'd spent years functioning that way. But when I found out that my mom was sick and she and my parents were living in a different state than I was, I called my dad and I said, hey, I'm going to come home and visit her. And dad said, nope. Don't want you to come home. Now, my mom is sick and she's dying. No, nope, don't want you to come home. And I was shocked. Why are you saying this? And he said, because you're fighting with your sister. And we're believing your mom to get better. And we don't want to have that in the household. Well, until my dad told me that, I didn't know I was fighting with my sister. So I'm saying, okay, I'm going to let my mom leave, not get a chance to see her because this is being said. And I'm just kind of stepping back and just accepting it. That's when I got my waiver call. It was like, You've got to stand up and begin to fight this. You've got to resist this. You've got to stand on what you know is true and begin to fight your way out. That's when I got my wake-up call. 
And and where are you now in your resistance challenges? Well, I am recognizing the value of what I had gone through. You know, I, I like how, you know, Kendra was sharing about what she has learned and how she wants to take that and bring that back. You know, in the same way, I recognize all those different processes that I went through, how it shaped and formed me for calling and for a purpose that I'm now able to recognize and appreciate the difficulties that I went through, appreciate how it postured me to be able to do things I would not have done and go into arenas that I'm going into now. So that is how I can, I, I see the progress in that. So I'm now taking what I've learned, taking it forward, beginning to share with individuals, using it to connect at levels that I could not connect with others with and before in particular you know, I work with youth, even though I had been avoiding youth for years because I felt not good enough. So I'm able to see how God has used that experience to work with me in that capacity. That's where I am now, appreciating, appreciating it, applying it, and being able to connect with others who can relate to certain experiences. That's a... Um... That is very, very uh, difficult to do, I mean, for, for both of you ladies, because I think that um, when you have your experiences, and Kendra hit it on, you know, kind of looking at your pattern, whatever that is in life, looking at it and um, examining, she used a great word, self-examination, examining yourself, examining what your experiences are, and, and, and recognizing that in that is your purpose. You know, so in, in those trials and trials and experiences uh, is your purpose to share. And even at, there, there are some things, um, <laughs> there are some things about me that even in my purpose of doing this, I have not reached the plateau or platform to expose that. So there, I say that because it requires um, uh, discernment and wisdom and really being in touch with yourself and really having a connection to God to know that this is my time. Because, you know, while we all have, I think God has given all of us these great, amazing gifts, and we all have a purpose, each and every one of us, even the person who can listen diligently and provide, you know, um, feedback. It takes a skill to listen, as easy as it may sound. Everyone can't listen. And so um, whatever your gift is or whatever that quality God is giving you, you um, use that to empower other people in your circle of influence. You, you have to know when it's time to utilize your gift. And some of us have many, you know, but I, I think the, the spirit of discernment, um, recognizing it and being in tune to know that, it's time for me to come out of this. It's time for me to talk about this. It's time for me to share this. So good, um, you know, kudos to you ladies for um, arriving at a place where this is your moment, this is your time. And I am praying for you and wishing you all the best as you empower other people because we all battle within ourselves with something. And I think that it's definitely a conversation and material that's needed out here. So, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. So what's next on the horizon? Kendra, where, where can they get a copy of, of, of the book? Tell them um, where they can get a copy of the book and how they can also get in contact with you or your services. Yes. Um, yes. Um, so my website is Kendra-Dublin.com, and that's all lowercase. So that's Kendra-Dublin.com. So you can check out um, the book there um, on my products page. You can check out my coaching services, my speaking services. I have uh, levels one, two, and three on the coaching services. So um, I also have a page up there for you to book a session with me and that we can go ahead and get the process started of, you know, just walking your purpose and and what God has for you. Um, And then beyond that, I have a few, you know, speaking engagements for 2020 and and hoping to reach my goal of uh, 12 for the year. (laughs) Um, So that's what I have going on right now is just the the coaching services, the speaking, the book is on the website. So everything you need, development videos, it's all right there. All right, awesome, awesome. And for those of you who are watching Facebook Live, I posted on the website. Well, this was my first book in the form of a collaboration, but I am working on my next book, which is actually going to be a devotional because the struggles that you go through as a parent, their day-to-day, you know, one day is fabulous, the next day is not so fabulous, and it's an ongoing cycle. So I, I want to put out a devotion to kind of help families to address that, particularly women, because of the different challenges that, that we face. I will be putting that out, and you can find me at my website, com, as well as follow me on Instagram.com slash YolandaRWright. There will be updates. Um, in addition to the launch that we're doing this evening, we're doing a, a pre-book release reception. We're doing that live that you'll be helping us with this evening. But we're also going to have a big launch, a grand launch. And the tentative date for that is going to be February 29th. So if you follow me on Instagram, I can keep you updated with the official date and the official location for that event. Awesome, awesome. And um, and as she said, they are doing um, an event tonight. Um, so if you're in the Atlanta area, they're going to be a panel of women talking about their So it's uh, a little more detailed conversation um, than what we just experienced on the air today. And I have, I'm lucky to have been chosen to be the panelist. So I will be orchestrating the conversation tonight. Um, I'll probably go Facebook Live and share some of that feedback for those of you who are watching to hear more about these women, um, the battle with them and the resistance that they have been uh, forced to deal with and how they've overcame it. So tune in, tune in, uh, more to come. You know, there are also a couple of other events I want to share. Uh, Let's see. Rolling with Diabetes is coming up in January. It's a project put on by A4DE, which is a nonprofit organization that focuses on disease education and awareness. So if you're in the Atlanta area, be sure to attend Rolling with Diabetes in January, January 14th at Sparkle Skating Ring. Also, there's going to be vending opportunities. 
just a, a good family-friendly place to come and be educated about disease, education, awareness as it relates to diabetes, type 1, type 2, all kind of games, um, um, skating, uh, pop-up shops are going to be there. So if you want to um, sell a product or service, um, go to the website, uh, A4D, A4DE.org, and get more information about uh, rolling with diabetes. Also, I need to make an announcement um, about my girl, Nisi Johnson. She does um, a calendar every year, and it should be time for the 2020 calendar. Um, I've taken a lot back. Um, every year she focused on 12 amazing women who are battling with cancer. Uh, and uh, actually this year, 2019, I was a teacher in September, my birthday month. Uh, for lymphoma, uh, I am a lymphoma advocate, uh, fighter, <laughs> and um, supporter. So here, here is a picture of, of the calendar for those who are watching Facebook Live. Um, it's it's taking back, it's taking our lives back. And uh, she should have a 2020 calendar. I got to get that information so I can help uh, support that project as well. But. Um, I love supporting um, and just talking about issues that we experience that can help us live healthy, happier lives. So if you got a product or service, mm -hmm. hit me up. I'll bet your girl. Here I am. Every Saturday you can find me right here on the air, Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show. So, ladies, it's been great hanging out with you. I'm excited about tonight. I'm going to go play in my closet and find something to wear and drink some more tea <laughs> and get myself ready for tonight. But I'm looking forward to having an amazing time with you both, and I, I really appreciate you hanging out in the cafe with me today. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. It's been great. Okay, looking you forward to say, tonight uh, as well. Oh. I'm sorry. Ooh, cool, cool, cool. Anything you want to say uh, before we shut down, show? Well, you know, one other thing I want to mention, I, I failed to mention is I also have a Facebook blog called The Quilting Room where you can connect and, you know, I put little things up and we can talk about parenting kind of issues, particularly if you're an adoptive family. It's based on the Facebook website. It's called The Quilting Room. The Quilting Room. And, uh, you know, struggle 
And if you do the examination, God will show you exactly where he wants you to be. Yeah, so true. All right, y'all. So after this show, y'all go examine yourself. Let me know where you are. Post it on, post it on the website. Yes, yes. I need you all to go to the website. I, I, I love the support on, on Facebook Live. I do love it. But I need you all to go to the website and post comments about your experience on the show. Coffee Talk with Soy. Com. Please go there. You ladies go there as well and talk about your experience um, with, with hanging out me in the cafe, okay? I need that. I, I need that. that. I need that. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right. For those working on your 2020 project, right, shut it down. Um, we got a couple more weeks. You know, I had some things I wanted to kick off in 2020 as well. So um, I'm going to be working uh, behind the scenes trying to make something happen. But 2020, is upon us. You can do this. You can do this. So get ready for something new, something exciting, um, and something that you can only dream about making it happen. People are living their best lives and, and really, <laughs> really living their dreams. So focus on 2020 and, and make it happen. Y'all have a great Saturday. Thanks for hanging out with me in the cafe. It's your girl, Soy. Right. Your news point. <laughs> Just love this show, Coffee Talk with Soy. That is your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. I'd like to thank the listeners and the guests for joining me in the cafe today. What a wonderful time we had. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Don't forget to download the app, Coffee Talk with Soy, from your app store. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. Stay connected. Stay connected, folks, by visiting the website coffeetalkwithsoy.com as well as looking for us under your social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the name Coffee Talk with Soy. Remember, the size of the problem is never the issue. Remember, it's the size of you. Be great because you are awesome. Tell them Soy said so. Thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Thanks for hanging out with me. Have a great week. Bye-bye.